Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What are some of the key indicators for VGK this upcoming season as the Golden Knights look to re- uh, replicate, I should say, their championship season? Some key dates ahead to forecast. We're not forecasting the weather. We're forecasting some some key dates. Coming up next right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Cloudy Las Vegas where we're having a hurricane, which is really bizarre. Uh, your team every day. And we appreciate you making us your first listen. Uh, thanks again for uh, following us and for subscribing on our YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. We are brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel, pick your Super Bowl winner. Get uh, bonus bets each and every day. And each and every time your team wins, go to FanDuel.com for more information slash Locked On. They also have those great NHL and VGK propositions. So, Chris, um, you wanted to talk today about some key indicators, uh, some dates and such, uh, as we kind of look for VGK maybe as benchmarks for where they were this past season to try to replicate their success from a season ago. And so the Golden Knights obviously need that fast start again and a strong finish. And that's the way that it went this past season, and that's why they were successful and it did come down to the final day of the season. Uh, in the NHL, you always want to start fast, and you always want to get out and make sure that you are at least in a playoff position by American Thanksgiving, right? That's one of the key dates there that you have to look at. Um, a strong indicator is if you are in a playoff uh, place position by American Thanksgiving, chances are, you're going to do well, and you'll be there perhaps in the end. And VGK started off very strong this past season, 16-4-1, and and they were in first place by Thanksgiving Day, on Thanksgiving Day, I should say. And so is that something that they'll shoot for? Do they use that record as a barometer? Can they be that good? Can they get off to that quick start once again? No. Um, I mean, I, I, I hope they get off to that quick start. We definitely hope they get off to that quick start. And the fact that I say, I don't think they're going to get off to that quick start is not an indicator of how I think the season is going to go by any means. Stanley cup hangover shorts, short, short summer health issues for a roster. That's, you know, that was, it was an older roster last season. I think they ranked 11th or 10th as far as age of their starting day roster, it's in that ballpark. Um, a little more wear and tear, a little more, um, a little more liquid wear and tear from the summer. I guess you can say stuff along those lines, right? 16 um, beers in a cup, in 16 a cup. beers in a cup. And then they drink the whole thing that's and our, pass to the new, next person and start over again. Why do you make this the name of our podcast? 16 beers in a cup. Yeah. 16 okay. beers in the cup. All right. All right. Only, only if we drop an F-bomb every third word, otherwise it'll fail. All right. It um, would fail. It yeah. would fail. So going off 
from the start. I mean, it would be nice to see him get off to a good start. I don't think they're going to get off to a bad start. I don't think they're going to get off to a great start. I think it's going to be a normal start for a team coming off of a Stanley Cup victory. Um, The Thanksgiving Day benchmark, sure, that's important because that is an indicator, as you stated. You know, you see where you are on Thanksgiving. That's the first time where the coaches really sit down. It's like the the quarter pull of the horse race, right? You know, it doesn't necessarily – doesn't necessarily uh, say how the race is going to end, but you got to set yourself up so you can have whatever type of finish. The the two dates that really kind of matter for me, December 28th, so that's really going to take us up to the end of the calendar year. And then it gets weird because they got the game against Seattle on New Year's Day, so they got three full days off. Then they play the outdoor game. And then there's two more full days off. So that, that's going to be a real weird stretch for the team to adjust. So the other date I wrote down was January 27th. The team's going to be fine between the start of the season and the 20 and the 28th of December, probably, you know, in, in the top three in the division, you know, not worried about them not making the playoffs necessarily, but they're going to be okay you know the team is going to finish the season pretty strong. I think there's going to be some load management. The player, a lot of veterans know how to manage themselves for a long season. That stretch leading up to the All-Star break, the 29 or 30 or 31 days between the 28th of December and the 27th of January is really the key stretch for me to see how the team will do. Because that's when things went went to crap last year. Call it what it is. It was bad. That was a bad run leading up to the All-Star break. And thankfully, the Golden Knights got hot at the end, or they maybe lose to Edmonton in the Pacific, and maybe the playoffs play out a little differently if they don't have home ice advantage against the Oilers. So you're complaining that VGK actually has to work on a holiday this year, like on New Year's Day? Yes, I'm uh, complaining. Yeah. If that's how you want to spin that, Tony, then yes, yeah, I am that's complaining. exactly how we're going to spin that. If you're going to spin that, go ahead. And we do know, we remember that VGK sputtered right around the all-star break, limped into the break. But then the key point of this season was the turnaround in the second half when they returned back to work. Um, I wanted to ask you a question here because it's something that I've thought about. Uh, With all the changes in Boston, right, and then in the Eastern Conference, those teams will beat each other up on the regular Does VGK, does it come down to VGK, perhaps, and Colorado for the President's uh, Cup there? Do you think that that could be a possibility? Why is everyone so high in Colorado? Like, I, and I mean that kind of jokingly and kind of not jokingly. I don't understand how they're like. Who do you like in that division? It's Dallas, not about the Dallas division. I'm, I'm I'm coming from a totality standpoint. I think Dallas can definitely be the better team between Dallas and and Colorado. I mean, honestly, I never even thought about it like that until you just said it. And I think uh, Dallas can easily is not the word to use, but I think Dallas has a better shot to win the Central than Colorado. Let alone uh, Colorado being the the chalk to win the Stanley Cup. I just don't understand it. Like I don't. I don't. I don't. Maybe we'll uh, have the lockdown avalanche uh, crew. Uh, grill me for it but um there's just weird things happening in Colorado right you know he had a lot of injuries last year you had the injuries distractions right. you have um what is it Langescog who's going to be out again for the year if, the if year. I'm not mistaken yeah. yes you know so and, and they've addressed it to a degree but I don't know I don't know I mean if I'm gonna back a team in the central it's Dallas um 
uh, Pete DeBoer, fine, whatever, but that still equates to a good regular season and at least a, a, a playoff uh, round victory at, at the at the very least, maybe even two rounds. Another big indicator for teams and for VGK will be the trade deadline. And if VGK is in the hunt, obviously they stand pat and we've got our core and we're not going to touch that and the misfits and blah, blah, blah. Okay, at the trade deadline in March this season, could it be an important date for the Vegas Golden Knights? And also, though, you know, if they are in the hunt, they're going to want to take it to the next level. And if they need to replace someone, of course, on this roster or bolster the roster like they did with, uh, well, Bluger and Barbashev this past year, then they're going to go out and do it. Something I said on, on Vegas Hockey Now. There you go. I got a shirt. But hold on. Free you know, shirt. Hold on. No, no, no. I got it. Oh. I NASCAR'd myself up a little bit. Dang, I NASCAR'd myself a little bit. So, you know, Are people, those on uh, sale anywhere? No. Um, at the, at the t-shirt diner at Sunset and Galleria, if you tell them what logos you want, put on the shirt, but I, maybe yeah. I'll make some of these and sell them. We'll, I, I actually yeah. do have a Shopify store now, but that's another story for another time. No, um, cool. just my card cool. business and stuff. All right. Okay. So, um, moving forward, the question was the trade deadline. The Gallic Empire like, is growing. Man. Yes, exactly. March is, it, it might really be March of So Madness come March 1st, right? And it could be March of So Madness. It could sure. be March of So Madness, definitely. <laughs> um, the first point, if the team isn't doing well, it's not just March of So, but Stevenson, Alec Martinez, there are unrestricted free agents that certainly would command a premium to be rentals. To help a team on a Stanley Cup uh, possible run, if the Golden Knights have a healthy season, which I don't know if that's possible the way things go in Vegas, but you know, hopefully, variance is on uh, the Golden Knights' side for once because it hasn't been for the last two years. But if it's a healthy season, there's no money to do any trades. I mean, obviously, McCrimmon could move a piece to improve, but I just don't see what the path could possibly be to, I mean, who's going to take out the Golden Knights won't trade Alec Martinez at the trade deadline. If they're making a run for a cup and no one's going to pay full price for Alec Martinez, at least his $5 million contract and give anything in return. That's going to help the Golden Knights to try and win a Stanley cup. You're not going to see him ship Chandler Stevenson or Jonathan marches. So if the team is in position to, win a Stanley Cup. Now, injuries. This is obviously where things get a little kinky, right? Someone kinky. someone keeps pointing out the word of the day I use, and so we're going to go with kinky today. It might be the second time I've done this. If Mark Stone goes down for a long period of time, if Alec Martinez, if any one of those $5 million-plus pieces of this roster go down, of course, McCrimmon is going to do some shopping, whether it's one player, whether it's you know a, a, a an improvement of two or three depth pieces or or both in the case of last season, something will happen. And this is where I put in one of my Vegas hockey now articles. I passively blamed Mark Stone's back for the reason Riley Smith is no longer in Vegas. Dang. There's not a path last season, Tony and hockey world. There was not a path for the Golden Knights to acquire Ivan Barbashev last season, unless it was for an injury. I know his contract was, you know, less than what it is now, of course, but what would the Golden Knights have done to free up the amount of salary cap space needed? So that's the point that I'm making when I say Mark Stone's back is to blame why Riley Smith is not here anymore. And it's also maybe to credit why they want to stand the cup to be fair too. Okay. We're talking about indicators and such. And so trade deadline by March, whatever that is. I think it's March 1st. Right. March 1st. Okay. Stevenson and Marsh is so. Well, one or both be under contract. Will they get an extension by then? 
No. Yeah, Extension no, right? by then, no. Um, no. Will they Josh be on Jacobs, the team? These guys. They're right, exactly. Wait, now, out. will they be on the Golden Knights past the trade deadline might be the bigger question. I think the answer is also yes. Um, like I said, if the Golden Knights are in playoff position, if, if the team even is in the eighth seed, they got a shot to win the Stanley Cup. Let's be completely clear. Health pending. If they're faltering in the regular season, but at least get into the dance, the team's got a shot to win the Stanley Cup. Eight seeds do and can win the Stanley Cup. Florida Panthers, you know, had a shot last year. Obviously, they ran into the buzzsaw of the Golden Knights. Um, back to the situation with March 1st and such. The Golden Knights are minus 600 on DraftKings, and I think it's the same number on FanDuel to make the playoffs. So there's not a world that exists where Stevenson or Alec Martinez or Marchessault are traded unless the team is possibly way out of the Stanley Cup playoff hunt, which very unlikely DraftKings and FanDuel agree with that statement, but we've seen crazy things happen. All right, don't hold this next uh, teaser against me. We're going to talk about where is the Stanley Cup, and, and just hang on, stay with me. Gordy Howe joins a VGK Cup celebration. Back with more right after this on Lockdown Golden Knights. Wasn't bad, I thought it would be. Yeah, it could have been worse. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time that they win during the course of the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on uh, the point spreads, on player props, on totals, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And start to earn bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Take some time to visit FanDuel and include the money lines, the props, everything around your team. We are back on Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Don't forget, coming up later on, we've got WTF. What the Friday, Friday around and find out uh okay so two days ago uh the cup was in cape breton with former golden knight riley smith and uh that is somewhere in nova scotia i found out thank you google by the way and you know it was on a boat of course and then they were in some area where they had a nice little boat party and drinking out of the cup and all that so that was pretty cool and 16 beers 16 beers or, okay, the ounces of jungle juice. We don't know the equation there, how much jungle juice could go. Let's go with 12-ounce beers, 16 times 12, so 160 and then is, is 184. Ever clear, is Everclear a part band, of that recipe? Band, good band, great band, Santa Monica, good song. Yeah, okay, but Everclear, right? That, like, liquidy, clear liquor never, that sneaks never, up on you? I've never touched never Everclear, that? no. Oh, boy, that was a big time. I've never had Goldschlagers either. Oh, you're good. Smart man. Smart man. Southern comfort. Of course, I'm still getting over Vegas Bjorn with the cup and all that and the bad videos. So he's dancing with his mom in the Stanley Cup. Give him a break, Tony. Give him a break. When you win a Stanley Cup, you do what you want. So back to Gordy Howe, who's passed away. Solid transition. Okay. Gordy Howe's ashes, his ashes were there as a part of Keith Veronese's Cup Day in Connecticut. 
He is the Director of Scouting Operations for VGK. And Marty Howe, the son of Gordy, brought the ashes. So I found out through extensive research, Gordy Howe has five like Stanley Cup-shaped urns with his ashes in. And they brought one to this celebration. Uh, Keith, actually. Why five, Tony? I'm cutting you off. Why five? Why do you need five five urns? uh, Because it's like the cup and it has to travel around the world, I think, to go to celebrations. And I don't know. Don't ask me why. So Research. You didn't do enough research. I know. Uh, So Keith's – I was busy – Putting my meteorological you were doing, skills. You were doing work. TMZ. Stop it. I was doing TMZ. I was trying to play the you know the meteorologist and figure out the path. You know how in, in Illinois we used to forecast the weather. Right. You open the you you open the window and you stick your head out the window. That's how you forecast the weather. I like that. That's much more accurate than here. And please, if you are tuning in and you're one of those TV stations, turn the stinking microphones on when you're going. Let's go to so and so, and he's got a report. Okay, that's fair. So, so Keith Veronese's parents—they uh, hosted this celebration. Um, they were friends with the Howes and the Veronese's, and it's pretty cool because Keith Veronese, actually the director of scouting operations for VGK, he used to do some yard work and some odd jobs for Gordy Howe. So that's a pretty cool story. And one other little wrinkle here: did not know this. We think that the names will be on the Stanley Cup in perpetuity, but they are not. Oh, is this a good transition into WTF? So Gordy Howe's name is no longer on the Cup. Uh, from 1954 and 55 with the Red Wings. But what they did was they put a band over that team. So someday, and perhaps it'll be in 50, 60 years, when I'm about 127, uh, that's bad math. Okay, the someday VGK's name will not be on that cup. So I just wanted to go there, but I think that's a pretty cool. Let's say let's say win it like every six or seven years. Yeah, keep it going. Keep what's it what? What is the amount of years like when they put the new? I don't, the ring isn't the right word. Like the new, for, I forgive me. A band, I guess. A band. I, I think they put a band, another yeah. band around it. So so this was in fifty four and fifty five. And they replaced it in 2019. So why can't they, they should have a, like, because technically if there's, there's multiple Stanley Cups. There's one that sits in Toronto and, you know, another story for another time. But they should have an ever-growing Stanley Cup. So when a name, instead of taking names off, they just have the one, maybe it sits in Toronto, where they never take names off. It gets taller and taller, and then it becomes a leaning tower of Pisa. And there we go. So names can be forever etched on the Stanley Cup. How many ounces of Gordy Howe's ashes could fit in the cup? Oh, you were you were waiting for the moment. I wasn't, I wasn't. You, were, you were wrestling. I wasn't. If you were actually going to do that, you fired it off. Oh, that was God. bad. Coming up next. It wasn't good, at least. It wasn't no. good. It's What the Friday. We come your way next with that feature. Stay with us right here. Where are we going? It's Friday. Stay with us right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights from Las Vegas. Tony Kardashian. Windy Las calling. Vegas. Windy. Meteorology. Windy. windy. Well, it's windy. Okay. It was actually kind of like a fall, eerie, stormy sky when I woke up, but now it's sunny and, and like this is the opposite of Seattle, right? Like Seattle, it's yeah. always, you know, windy and stuff. And when it gets sunny, you get a little weirded out. Like that's kind of how I am when it gets cloudy, but I, I'd rather be windy and cloudy and stormy. But this sucks. Okay. You're saying Chicago and how you gauge the weather here. 
come on. I could be a meteorologist. It's going to be hot today. Great. And the winds will be 10 to 15 miles per hour out of the West. At least Ted, Ted Pretty on Fox, he's a big Golden Knights fan, so we'll give him credit for that. Yeah. I don't know how they do that with everything there in the green screen. Okay. Yeah, and like the angles and stuff. Okay, go yeah. ahead. What the Friday? Go ahead. You're dying to do it. Oh, it's What the Friday. Oh, it's that time. It, I'm just been, the whole show has it. been What the Friday, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, Mark Stone is the new Phil Kessel. That's in my notes because he's not going to work out or anything. So WTF. WTF. Um, ABBA, Dancing Queen. WTF. No Fridays given. W- I, saw, I saw Phil yesterday. Yesterday. We'll Seriously, he's still, so he's still around. Did you ask him if he's playing in, in Switzerland? Nah, we didn't talk about any of that stuff. Come on. We Seriously, you saw him? Uh-huh. Okay. The hot dog place? Where, where were you? Okay, I was yeah, somewhere. I was somewhere. I was somewhere in Vegas. I was somewhere. I was somewhere on the west side of Vegas. Somewhere okay. on the west side of Vegas. Undisclosed. Close to Summerlin. Close to Summerlin. Right. He's in good spirits. Yeah. He he's in good spirits. He's he's in. He loves Vegas. He loves Vegas. He loves. Does it he here. like it? He, he likes, likes it here. He likes okay. it. Okay, cool, man. Um, just really only what the Friday I got. Like March or so is just the gift that keeps on giving. At least for me, all summer long. You you say the dude's name and you acknowledge like there's a possibility that something might happen where he's not in the Golden Knights next year and like they like everyone just like just goes nuts on it. And I just don't under. Stand again, possibility, possibility. Now, when I say possibility, that's just what it means. It's a possibility. When other people hear possibility, it's, oh my God, he's being traded. He's gone. This guy, he's so negative all the time. It's like just people just listen and look and read and look at what the Golden Knights have done. Look at Kelly McCrimmon. McCrimmon doesn't care he's a Con Smythe winner. He didn't care that Marc Andre Fleury was a Vesno winner. Didn't give a crap that, uh, that Gerard Gallant won the Jack Adams, like things change, situations change. And, you know, this is maybe where things are a little different in Vegas than they are in Montreal. I read an article on Montreal hockey now last night when I was doing my daily article about how the general manager, Kent Hughes, I believe is his name. Um, so Jeff Petrie was a Canadian two years ago, traded to Pittsburgh, traded back to Montreal. They knew he was going to be on the move again, though. Yeah, they knew he was going to be. They knew he was going to be flipped right away. He even went back to Montreal. Probably not. But right away, Hughes calls Petrie and says, listen, you got a family, dude. We're going to, you got, you got, I think he's got four kids or something like that. We're going to make this as quick as possible. We might sacrifice some trade in return. We want to make sure we take care of you and your family so you can get, get this done now. So he gets traded down to or well down to detroit actually get traded to detroit they got seven defensemen there now it's a little bit of a crowded blue line but that'll take care of itself so it's it's a very nice story up in montreal about how the general manager he took he ate half his salary he only got like a fourth round draft pick did not get a very good return for petrie but he did the nice thing right did the nice thing kelly mccrimmon doesn't do the nice thing he does the thing that's going to possibly get banners hung from T-Mobile Arena. He's going to do what's in the team's best interest. He's going to do what's going to keep him employed by Bill Foley, who is addicted to that uh, Addicted to that confetti. There you go. There you go, Pat McAfee, addicted to that confetti. And if March or so gets traded, it's in the team's best interest. If he doesn't get traded, and if he, and if he does get re-signed for three years and six and a half million, that's in the team's best interest too. It's... It's okay at least to acknowledge the possibility that there's going to be change on the roster. No one saw Riley Smith being traded. Who saw that? The answer is nobody. So 
you know, March or so could be traded too. And if you get traded, it's okay. We're going to, everything's going to be fine. I promise. Everything's going to be okay. WTF, Golic. Uh, I'm the other guy on this podcast. Uh, and, and Golic's getting all the pub for this March or so thing. And all I do is sit here and stir the pot. WTF. No, no, your, your time to shine is when William Carlson gets an empty net goal, Tony. And then, and then I'm the other guy. <laughs> you are the other guy. Then. I'm the other guy to that. Okay. WTF at this time last year, I was uh, putting Kelly McCrimmon out to pasture. Remember, Ooh, I, yeah, I said I, he's going to be one. done. We did Bad a whole article start. about this. We did a whole article about this about a year ago. Bad start. It's time to revisit that. If you need any quotes, you could just uh, don't call me. Just refer. I'll repost that over the weekend. I'll repost that. <laughs> WTF. So he seems to be in on solid ground, at least for now, unless they get out to a bad start. I mean, we'll listen, uh, Foley is the architect of all this, even though we say McCrimmon. Right. If things do go slow, <laughs> Foley will will ask McCrimmon. That, 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 that's the gig. That's what happens. I want both of the made men gone. I just I have, I have had enough. Uh, they okay, want to steal me. You've had enough. Do you want to steal the cup and you're outing just had enough. and McCrimmon? I've had enough. It's all we get enough content, them. Tony. We don't we don't need that it's much. All we'll have to do them. three shows. We'll do three shows a day if McCrimmon and, and McPhee get fired this season. I don't want to do three shows a day. I'll have the parade on Las Vegas Boulevard in between the cones. Uh, so, yeah. So I, I think okay for me for me you get just WTF. Give my man uh, South Beach Bruce some cred, some credibility, and some credit. Give him some credit. WTF from you, you, you don't think that you, you know you, you still don't think, I don't think they do. are giving him enough? no 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 not at all well uh, you def- expect him I mean you want him to like like more put up the, the statue stuff now put up the statue in front of but he got a statue before the season even started he did he got the bust it was Ooh, Vegas do and bust. get bust this year oh geez Louise. they're doing patches I think this year uh banners Oh, banners those and, are banners? The preseason games they're the little banners they're like little mini little banners or something mini like that. banners the oh, yeah, Aces did full. these big banners, which were really cool, uh, that they gave away after the championship. Okay. That's nice. WTF, Deontay Rose, the ticket prices, but as champs, this comes with winning the cup. Ha ha, WTF. Yeah. How much have they gone up? You're a season ticket holder. Um, the, I think mine went up like 5 or 8%, whatever, whatever the elevator. like It's in writing for season ticket holders oh. how much our tickets can go up now. For non-season ticket holders, um, if you want to go to the opening game, I think it's probably going to be probably like three, four hundred a ticket just to walk in the door for the banner raising game. And next year, you know, like like season two, the tickets there there's going to be a much higher demand, and you're not going to see those pockets of empty seats that you saw uh, during uh, the previous season, especially in November, December, and January. I mean, I was on on press row just showing, you know taking video of a lot of empty seats, a lot of pockets. Yes, they, they averaged their 105% last year, but a lot of people weren't showing up last year. A lot of people weren't showing up. At least the F1 traffic will hopefully be minimized once the season starts. There's only going to be like a month and a half of crossover, and then we move on from that nonsense. WTF, okay, I'm putting together a budget for a company for an F1 event. And so the people six that figures I have, or seven figures. So the people that I have to hire, though, they have a little clause in there because I don't have the actual venue. They're, they haven't told me the venue yet. Um, no, they haven't told me. They just told me what they need. Right. And okay. Work and things. But if the event happens on the strip in traffic, 
everything goes up about 20 percent so uh what are you so doing I a parade <laughs> so what are you arranging here yeah. Tony? no it's it's a party every, does your every does, does your party. take go up 20 percent too i'm thinking about it yeah and wtf right how are you going to get across the street like on koval they were supposed to build bridges hmm. do those go up like overnight for pedestrians or do we have the school traffic cops like slowing down the Formula One traffic and letting people walk across the street. I don't know how this works. WTF, Lord it's Stonely. Gonna be a circus. Gonna be a circus. Lord Stonely, man. We have to talk about him. The hat trick with the broken left wrist and the closeout game against Florida. That's pretty cool. It's pretty. Cool. WTF. That is so so. WTF cool. hockey players just for being yeah. beasts and what they do. WTF Riley Smith for. Another Stanley Cup photo, looking at the water, him and oh, in, him the, in water. the cup in the water. Like, what Let's is it about during the winter? I don't know, man. What is it about like the Stanley Cup and like everyone wants to be on the beach? I you know with the Stanley Cup. That's the thing, or or be be on the water, be on the dock. Oh, okay. So again, we have to keep things like moving here with the golden uh, age and all that. So for the video, it should be on Golden Pond. Like with everyone with the cup and the I don't want to I don't want to be in a yellow yellow water. It's like yellow snow, Tony. <laughs> I have one big WTF here. Okay, stay with me here. Oh boy. And this is a serious one, sorta. From Hurricane Dasco today. Uh so NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly says he has no specific timetable um to announce the suspensions. Of those five players, which they keep okay. putting under the stinking carpet, again, involved in the World Juniors with the Canadian team and the sexual assault in 2018. They've had plenty of time now to sort through this. And a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it two, three weeks ago, they said it should be out shortly, as soon, as early as next week. Nothing. It was supposed to be announced a couple of weeks ago. And these will be suspensions, and they should be hefty fines and suspensions. Lifetime? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's dating back to 2018. Uh, Brett Howden of VGK has denied his involvement, and that's probably one of the only reasons why we're keeping up with this story. But in any event, like, what are they waiting for to announce these suspensions the day before the first game? Uh, Kale McCarr's name is out there. Uh, He was on that team. Anyone that was a member of the team right now could be vulnerable to wind up with a suspension in the future because they were part of this team. And there's five players. Bill Daly, get with it. NHL, this is one of the reasons why the NHL just disturbs me. WTF. Forgive me. Is this like a situation with authorities involvement and police and it's been going through they they started up the investigation again about a year ago right uh nhl in typical fashion and hockey canada swept it under the carpet right and hockey canada as we know they took all those uh fees from the dues and memberships and would and paid off a lot of the victims this whole thing is just awful and people are seeking answers and it's not just it's not a big story here it is a large, massive story in Canada. Well, it'll become a story started. if they ever do announce, and I don't understand. Well, yeah, but I want to see who those players are myself, personally, right? Hold them accountable. But here we are five years later, and they keep delaying it and trying to play stupid games. This is what I don't like about the NHL. 
this six, six weeks prior to the season. Like, I mean, should have been done. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm, I'm done. I'll leave it at that. Should have been done. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with WTF. you. WTF. We appreciate everyone tuning in. I had to go a little serious and use whatever. It's important to bring up. It's important and it needs yeah. to be acknowledged. And also once accountability it's announced, it needs to be you know mentioned and we'll talk about it. And it's it's part of news. Right. It is news. We appreciate everyone tuning in, especially our everydayers. Thanks for putting up with us each and every day. Another week survived. <laughs> you made it. We made it through. We made it through a week without getting cut, and they'll listen to today's show, of course. And that's how I'll be great. We're gonna get red tagged like Major <laughs> like like Ricky Vaughn in Major League. Hey, make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel that's locked on Golden Knights from a man Chris Golick. I'm Tony Cardasco. We'll be back again on Monday, unless we call an audible. We should be back Monday right here Probably. on Locked On Golden Knights. Have a great weekend, everyone.